The Huddle with Vega Mortgages, the insider's guide to mortgage success. All right, on The Huddle with me this evening, we've got Kane Thompson, former Labour Party Press Sec, and David Farrah, Kiwi Bog and Curia Polster. Hi, you two. Hello. Kane, is it a sackable offence for Michael Wood? Um, look, the Prime Minister's taking the right steps at the moment because based on what you can see, based on the face of it, it uh, looks like Michael's just failed um, to deliver on the expectations that, that he's supposed to. I mean, it's a little bit murky. It's not, uh, it doesn't look great. And there are some complexities here because um, his wife, Julie, is also um, an Auckland councillor. So it starts to get a little bit cloudy. But I think the right steps at the moment. Um, let's just see how it plays out. David, what do you reckon? Sackable offence? Based on what we know at the moment. On what we know at the moment, I'm not sure it quite is, but that's because I'm puzzled over, he was asked six times by the Cabinet Office, how are you going selling this shares? And it took him two and a half years, and this just does not make sense to me. I've worked in PM's office, Cabinet Office are are close to God. When they say this has to be done, you do it. And it's just bizarre that he didn't do it and he kept this conflict going for two and a half years. Yeah, the mm. conflict in itself isn't a sack of offence, but unless he's got a better reason than, oh, I had trouble finding the address for the share registry. Yeah, that might give you a month or two, but not two and a half mm. years. So we really need to see the timeline, how often they, they think before we can make a final conclusion. Mm. But it's pretty messy. If Kane, if it is the case, I mean, I know it is the case now, right? If it's the case that both Michael doesn't declare and then also Julie, his wife, doesn't declare to Auckland Council that she owns the shares, does that make it worse for him? Um, no, no, I don't think it makes it worse for him and I don't think it makes it worse for his for his wife who also has an important role. They're separate people. Um, but both of them, Kane, in, in, in one relationship. I know, I mean, it's I what, know. If, if, one of, if, if, if it was just you doing it because you're being a bit clumsy or, you know, a bit of a lad and you're forgetting to do the stuff, that's fine. But if, if both of you are not declaring, doesn't it start to feel like that's deliberate? No, it doesn't. I think um, actually it proves the contrary because I think they will have received advice or support from someone who's obviously doing these things for them and has said, yep, I've got this all under control. And so you both leave it alone. The fact that they've asked the question is a good thing. I don't think it's intentional and I don't think there's any sort mm. of, you know, shady business going on here because these are good people, um, you know. But on the face of things, um, individually, I think they've got to, to clear things up. I think the pressure probably is more on Councillor Ferry, who's got to make a decision on Thursday as to whether she can vote in this and, yeah. and whether other councillors too can vote in this because there'll be tangential relationship to, to share ownerships for a number of them, I suspect. So they've got to clear that up. It all of a sudden starts making it more possible, doesn't it, David, that actually Wayne Brown gets what he wants? Yeah, it is possible. What I find slightly hilarious on this is that, you know, Michael's a former president of, you know, and Young Labour and Julie comes from the Alliance. Both probably have a philosophical view. Auckland Airport never should have ever been sold. It should be at 100% at Seho. And we find <laughs> that school, teenage Michael was buying shares as a great capitalist in Auckland Airport at 16 or something. And I'm like, were you in the right party? You sound like you were a young national if you were buying shares at I thought Airport. I was, I mean, you know, I was quite impressed. I thought, how enterprising of you. And I don't think that's entirely what he wants. Maybe that's why he was trying to keep it a secret. Guys, we'll take a break. Come back with you, Kane Thompson, David Farrah, our huddle. Uh, the huddle's back with us. David, I'll start with you on this one. The vaping crackdown feels a bit soft, doesn't it, in contrast to Australia? Well, it is, but that's not a bad thing. Look, first of all, it's not going to do much. 
Vaping is illegal for young people. It's already illegal. So then saying, oh, we're going to make a bit less attractive with flavours and we won't let them sell near schools, etc. If you're not enforcing the current ban, this won't do much. But you actually don't want to end up where vaping is harder to get to than tobacco. That's what they've done in Australia, and that's madness. Because, look, we don't want people vaping, but it is 95% less harmful than smoking. And even anti-tobacco advocates like Action on Smoking and Health say their evidence to date is young people are mainly using it to get off smoking. So as long as it's doing that, I don't think we need to do the moral panic and be going down the Australia path because if you do you'll actually end up with more people. Yeah, but David, here's the thing, right? We we don't actually know what's going to... It took us years to... Decades to realise what smoking was doing to people's lungs. It could take us a long time to realise the effects of vaping. If people are sitting there and sucking on those things five times more often than a ciggy... You should not vape. There are chemicals going in. We don't know exactly what they do, but they're not going to be good for you. But we do have enough to know tobacco lit the tar from tobacco is lethal. It gives you cancer. Yeah. Absolutely will kill you. So, yes, you shouldn't vape, but on what we know to date, there's nothing in there that suggests it's got the the cancer-causing characteristics of of smoking. And that's why almost every public health official and the anti-smoking people say, perfect is the enemy of good. Mm. Vaping can be useful to get people off smoking. Okay, Kane. Yeah, I agree. Look, I've worked in and around the the vaping sector and supported manufacturers for the last four years. And I do that because this is a product that can disruptively help people who can't or won't quit smoking. And we're talking about adults. We're not talking about young people. So if you don't smoke and you don't vape, then don't. But if you are a smoker and you've tried everything else, then vaping is a tool that can help you to quit. And, and that's, the, that's the basis of this. So I think what the government has done today is to continue to regulate in a reasonably balanced and effective way to make sure that the products are available to adult smokers to access them so that they can transition away from, from combustible smoke. Um, but they're also trying to tighten up around um, youth vaping. So I think the balance is right. And you've got to remember... These regulations are, what, two and a half, three years old. These regulations are working. We had a long period of time from about 2015 through to 2021 where there was no regulation and manufacturers were calling for regulation and the government kind of went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and then finally made some decisions and took a world-leading approach to the way that we deal with with. Um, how we manage, you know, transitioning away from a mm. from a smoking environment to a smoke-free one. New Zealand is a world leader, and and it should should remain there. The regulations are working the way that they are at the moment, and I think what they've done today maintains that balance, and that's probably a good thing. All right, guys, it's good to talk to the pair of you. Thank you, Kane Thompson, former Labor Party press second, David Farah, Kiwi blog, and Curia Polster. For more from Heather Duplessis Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 p.m. weekdays, or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.